Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here. Patrick Royce joins me as always on Monday. Uh, Patrick, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Vikings game. We'll get to that in just a minute here. They lose to the Lions 34-23. Got a theory on the anger from that game, Patrick. Um, got to get to some World Cup stuff. Got to get to the Gophers basketball team and maybe your self-imposed Twitter boycott Um uh, that was that was fun over the weekend. We'll get into that in relation to go for football team. But Patrick, here's my theory on the Vikings game from from uh, Sunday. You know, people were awfully upset after the game, the way they lost, giving up a lot of yards again. Um, we'll get into some of the specifics, but my thinking is this: fans didn't have fans <laughs> like if even if they don't want to admit it, they like to complain about oh, yeah. this team and they haven't had enough reason to complain in the course of a 10 and 2 start that you know had a lot of those near misses had a lot of those you know pulled the rabbit out of the hat games but you can't really complain after a win when you lose like this which was more of a traditional viking style loss of recent years when you lose and give up all these yards you make a couple boneheaded plays you get you're on the wrong end of some of these game changing plays People released almost like a whole year of frustration <laughs> after one game, and whether it was on Ed Donatel, whether it was on Kevin O'Connell, whether it was on the players, they let him have it after this game, even though this is still a team that's going to win the division, is going to be in the playoffs, and uh, still is in very good shape for the course of the rest of the season. Yes, and it's very likely the last loss of the season, too, which means they're going to be 14-3 and three when you look at the schedule. Now, maybe they won't play their guys at Green Bay that last week uh, and, and could lose, uh, you know, lose down there because they're going to have to. They're going to have to play. Now they're officially pretty much going to have to play the first week. They're, not, they're yeah. no longer a candidate to get the one by, but... Uh, Yes, it it is. It is like uh, there is the whole they've been they've been extremely lucky uh, angle and they have now I did. I wasn't really hardcore into the luck angle until last week when they were terrible uh, against and then managed, you know, gave up big yards, didn't move the ball at all, still managed to win last week. But uh, yeah, it's it it's. You know, you know, as a guy who did radio for a lot of years and had Monday shows after, uh, after uh, you know, Viking games that basically would carry us uh, still in the afternoon, you kind of prayed for bad defeats because that would bring people out of the woodwork, right? But, but there's been so many joyous victories this year, and the Buffalo win, one of the greatest wins in franchise history, and all, all of this uh, – it, it, you're right. It's, it's a, when you look at, you expect it, okay, hey, they're not bad. They might be eight and five or seven and six, and they're now 10 and three. It's, it's, a, it's a little hard to compay, complain. But we have decided uh, Ed Donatel is the problem, not the fact that these two high priced guys you have on the outside aren't doing anything. Hunter and Smith, Smith was really good until he got banged up. Hunter's been terrible all year. Uh, you're paying him an incredible amount of money and he doesn't do anything. And, 
you know, we're, we're not blaming any of the players. We should, part of the reason they were so inept yesterday was Harrison Smith didn't play. Their secondary is, their secondary isn't all that good when it's play, when, the, when he got all of its pieces and now they got, you know, they got his second teamers playing and they, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, so that, that's part of it. But uh, yeah, the, 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 the whole conservative, the whole conservative umbrella old-fashioned defense uh, that Donatel brought here, and it's obviously what Kevin O'Connell wanted his defense to look like. Uh, well, even O'Connell's now are ripping him for not being aggressive enough, and the, the coaches have to do a better job defensively. So, yeah, it's a it's a party it's a party of na- it's a party of being unhappy on Monday uh, after a game like that because you're right, everybody had to wait. They, you know, from almost from the almost from the get go, this is the first defeat, Mike, where you yeah. could blame somebody. Yes, because the other two were just butt kickings, right? I mean, the Dallas I mean, we, game. I think we blame we blamed we blamed Cousins for the uh, Philadelphia game because he threw those interceptions in the second half. But yeah, you're right. This is the one where this is the first one where you could really blame. You could you could look at specific tactical mad, decisions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You could get mad, and you could get mad at the jump pass, which was one of the dumbest play calls in history of man. Uh, I don't know why they feel, feel like they had to trick him down there, throw the ball to Jefferson, get a touchdown. But uh, you know, they, 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 yeah, they, it was a poorly coached game, Off, uh, defensively, obviously, but it was not a. But then you have also the head coach to be mad at for three or four stupid for stupid decisions. So uh yeah, it's it's perfect for Mikey fans. It's ten and three, you're going to the playoffs, you're gonna be the second seed, and you can still be mad. It's perfect, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so all now um caveat to that. Uh, you're right, the schedule is pretty soft the rest of the way. They got two at home with the Colts and the Giants. Um I mean the Giants still playoff contender, but they've been falling fast lately. And then the last two against the Green Bay and Chicago, which could be uh, Green Bay could be out of it by then, and Chicago most definitely will be out of it by then. But uh, um, San Francisco only a game behind them now, and uh, I think would win the tiebreaker. Um, so the three seed suddenly in play, but <clears throat> not this year. Not a not a huge difference between two and three. It would mean something by the divisional round and and home home field in that uh, in that round. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 more of the uh, more of the uh, what was uh what was there to be upset about and i want to read the the o'connell quote about uh the defense when he's asked about it said we've got to take a look at getting players um this is a paraphrase getting players to make more plays he said uh we be a little bit more aggressive possibly but ultimately i think we have to generate more rush however we do it and just try to limit the explosive plays and that gets to um, you know, they allowed over they've allowed over 400 yards, I think, for five straight weeks, and their defensive ranks over the last five games have been, you know, either last or or close to last in the NFL with like yards and points. So that is a uh, it's if you're looking for someone to blame, Ed Donatel is a very convenient one to go to <laughs> right now. But I I haven't liked that scheme from the start of the year, and again, I I think what part of the the frustration right now is a lot of the things they were getting away with for a lot of weeks and, you know, bailing themselves out with, with, you know, these kind of dramatic comebacks or making plays at the end, like they, they didn't overcome them. And it, it, it people can see that 
yeah, you're not going to always be able to keep winning this way. You got to fix something. And sometimes it's hard to fix something when you keep winning. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Yes, uh, first time in franchise history they've uh, given up 400 yards in uh, five straight games. Now, it should be mentioned when they were really inept in the first, you know, when Van Brocklin had his worst teams, yeah. uh, giving up 300 yards was a, you know, was an explosive game for a, you know, it was a bad game for a defense. The, the number of yards the teams make now is way higher than it yes. Ever we never look into that. We just say the most ever. Uh, but more uh, Les Steckles team didn't even give up uh, 400 yards in five straight games. And you know Donatello's been a little condescending about that too, which has got even trouble with the public. They'd like they like to see an act of contrition once in a while, and it'll be interesting to see how he reacts this week. I can't imagine the uh, the coach pulling a zimmer like he did with Norb Turner and running him off here with uh, a <laughs> yeah. With- to go in the season but uh here my theory on the, for about the last six seven eight years has been the way they don't let you hit a quarterback the way they don't let you hold a receiver uh the the, the as difficult as they've made it to uh as difficult as they've made it to play defense in the back end uh, by, you know, you, you can hold a team on fourth and 17 and all of a sudden they call a five yard penalty. Right. The only way to, the only way to stop the passing game to stop anything now is to rush the passer. Right. It, yes. it, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily sacking him. It's not even hitting him, but it's having somebody making him, look you know there's got to be somebody near him uh that that's about to that's about to hit him and you know that kind of goes back to me for that 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 really good denver defense that had von miller and those guys and watching them a couple of games and saying they just you know they they that was kind of the start remember when every game was going to be uh what was it, seven eight years ago every game was going to be a 50 to 40 shootout yeah. uh and then they, then the guys got smart and they just started putting way more pressure on the quarterback. And now in the cover two or whatever it is, you know, Lovey Smith's defense and you know the Dungy defense and the whole the the cover two is out. It's it it was pretty much out. And then all of a sudden they decided to go back and get a it might not be a cover two, but it's the same concept. Leave the middle of the field open and keep in front of you. And uh, yeah, I don't think it works. I don't think it works. And that, but but I don't necessarily blame Donatello because they hired him to do what he'd always done. It's just they don't have good players. Back yeah, there. that's that's part of it, right? I mean, their two best players are both ancient: Patrick Peterson and uh, Harrison, Harrison Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. So well, uh, and on the subject of Smith, I mean, you could kind of tell like the Vikings played yesterday well like the reality was they played like a team that didn't have to win that game yeah. they they're they're inactives 
I think if you know if if it was a playoff game, if yes. it was a must-win game, I think Garrett Bradbury would have been active. I think Harrison Smith probably would have been active. They kind of set a tone yesterday yeah. of a team that didn't have to win, and they kind of played that way. And maybe that bothered some people too. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. It, it, it was not an a, you know, it was not an emergency. And guess what? That's the reality. You're, yeah, uh, you know, you're pretty well. You know, now maybe San Francisco could catch you with the, the great Brock Purdy at quarterback, but <laughs> right. uh, I don't know who they have left to play. But uh, yeah, you know, I I wouldn't worry that much about you're gonna you're gonna be a two seed, you know, one way or another. Uh, I, I guess the the key would be to be in a situation where you don't have to play D- Dallas in the second round at all. You know, you got to try to avoid Dallas because you look at the other crapola in the NFL. Who scares you? you still, who scares you? The right. Eagles, the Eagles, and you know, the Redskins and the Giants. They both. I'm not. Well, excuse me. The, the Commanders. Commanders. Giants. Yes. They both still stink. Yes. And they're they're they're. Detroit's going to have to run the table to beat out either because they, they, the NFL should investigate whether that tie was purposeful. A couple. It of seems ago. like it. It was red. It's, uh, it's it's put them both in a situation where if they get the nine seven, if they win two of their last four, they're both going to make the playoffs. So right. And if you play either of those teams, you'll be happy as a clam. And Tampa Bay's terrible. Terrible. They're terrible and they're going to win. Brady suddenly is. 52 instead of 45 yes they, they uh you know and they're still looks like they're gonna win the win the nfc south which is amazing so terrible division this year nope. yeah, 40, yeah. 40, 49ers oh, yeah. have uh seahawks commanders raiders and cardinals left okay seahawks there's raiders and cardinals uh, so. they're they can Lose to, I mean, uh, they could they could lose one in there, but they're 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 on a pretty good roll. But that's not a uh, that's not the most daunting schedule. They don't have any of the really good teams left on their schedule. No, they're playing great defense too. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you could finish third, but I know I don't think there's a big difference between second and third. So anyway, no, I mean the big the big thing from Sunday was that they, I think people the people people were looking for a people were grouchy from the beginning. And they were looking for reasons to be upset, and the Vikings gave them plenty of reasons to be upset, both in terms of effort and performance. A lot of along along the way. One other thing, you got one thing you have to, you know, and I kind of said this already, but you have to get a intellectual decision here, and an analytical decision is: has Danny as as Hunter gone completely off the deep end or has the system made him go, go completely off? yeah is he still a player if he was playing end instead of this linebacker right would he would he still be one of the you know because he's been healthy this year for the first yeah. time ever. and is is this the new him is he not good anymore or is it the system that has taken his game away you gotta i don't know if it's the easy thing is to say well i got Donatel's got a system where even Hunter is terrible. So, or is Hunter terrible because he's fallen off because of all the injuries? Or is it because of the system? No, I, I'm not smart enough to watch a game and know one way or another what it is. All I know is we never see him. <laughs> you know, is he's never, I mean, Goff could have 
sat in a chair back there most of the day game. So there's something going on here. Yeah, and the yeah the, the pass rush has been non-existent. They don't blitz much, which which O'Connell kind of got, you know, kind of referenced in his post game. You know, and the flip side of that, you know, part of the reason that you know that jump pass that the part of the reason that was so suspect, um, you know, and in in on its own, if you're running the ball well, yes. maybe that that's an okay play. But you know, with the interior line being what it was, with with no, you know, with with a backup center. Uh, playing in that game, and you know, with the way they were not be able to be able to run the ball, that that made it even more problematic. And I saw a tweet, a stat from uh, I think it was Alec Lewis the, from the Athletic uh, tweeted about how the Vikings in their last, I think it's the last five still, um, basically a third of their runs have gone for no gain or lost yardage. They they just they can't they can't run the ball. They like. Yeah. You know, and I, I brought this up a few weeks ago. Like, I still don't, you know, aside from getting the ball to Jefferson, I still don't really know what they do all that well. And that's maybe that's part of the problem, too, is I don't, you know, they can't run when they need to. They can't rush the passer when they have to unless they, you know, get, get an occasional blitz that catches a team by surprise. But they're not really getting home with four. And they don't, they don't, they don't pass defend. They don't run defend all the way. Like, what do they do well aside from Justin Jefferson's amazing, which he is. He had 223 yards yesterday. Most ever, more than I remember that Sammy White game, and uh, uh, most ever for Viking. Yeah, I mean he's he's the. Let's get him in the conversation about MVP yeah, here. He should be. He's got 1,500 he's yards this year. 1,500 yards. Just had the Heisman Trophy, and like the first eight were core nondescript quarterbacks. This whole thing, it has to be a quarterback, and that's the way it is in the NFL now, too. This guy's the best player in the world, okay? And he should, uh, you know, he, the catches he makes are phenomenal. He's the best biking receiver of all time, which is saying something. And yeah, let's, let's, you know, he's, he's my should certainly be getting a lot of MVP votes and, and he probably won't, but yeah, I mean, yeah, without him yesterday, what, what do you got? And he's also makes the secondary receivers pretty good. Catches the gets his catches only because they're, everybody's trying to double the Jefferson or at least slanting towards him or trying to do different things to, keep him from uh, catching the ball. The guy's phenomenal. And uh, it is amazing that you get beat by the Detroit Lions, the greatest thing to the, in the history of the Vikings, the greatest element to their success has been the Detroit Lions. And to have your, have your wide receiver set an all-time record and uh, for yards and you end up getting beat, it's kind of phenomenal. And I had you tweet this out for you me. You did. Yes. I, was, uh, I was on a Twitter just took three days you, off. Your press, band's almost over. Press, 7.38 this morning. I'll yep. release my tweets. But uh, 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 that uh, this eco, Kevin O'Connell now has lost as many games to the Detroit Lions as Brad Childress and Mike Tice combined. And I couldn't, I couldn't, fun, I, I couldn't believe it. I had to look it up, but you're right. You're absolutely right. They we're 16 and one. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was phenomenal. They got beat, but it should be the last loss. Okay, that they're still fourteen and three uh, in all likelihood, unless, as I say, and I would guess if they're going to Green Bay and there's nothing to be gained, uh, they won't play their guys. That they'll so they maybe give the Packers. It's it's hard. 
in your heart to let the Packers win a game, but uh, that that would be the sensible thing to do because you're definitely going to be playing that first weekend now. So yes, yeah, I would think so. Well, we'll we'll see what they're able to do. I mean, the Colts—that's their next game. The Colts and the Colts are not good. Um, you got to be able to that that should be that should be one where you actually have some breathing room in a victory um, next weekend when they play the Colts. But we'll we'll see. They haven't made it easy on themselves at any point, really. This well, you made a really good point, though, about how they went into that game. I mean, Derisaw was supposed to be out of con- concussion yep. protocol. Him too. Yeah, I he mean, and they did. You're they did. They just held everybody out, and then they're surprised they didn't. Uh, you know, and the Lions have been hot. They, you yes. know, they've been very good offensively. They're not very good defensively, but they're no. they've been offensively. So you, 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 in a lot of ways, you you conceded that game, even yes. though you, even though Cousins had a phenomenal day. So yes. Yeah, it wasn't like they weren't competitive, but they were <clears throat> they they left themselves plenty of opportunities to lose that game and uh and that's what they did. You, know, you mentioned your your self-imposed Twitter ban. Maybe that's a good entree point into uh um well tell us why, first of all. Why why were you off Twitter for three days? Well, I uh I I was looking at my Twitter and I I had one tweet I had, I, I looked at the little picture on the thing and I thought I was looking at Tom Me and it was Tom Kelly. So I I didn't look at it. I got I got my Toms mixed up. Uh, yes. And I, I was and then there was a bunch of typos in it and my brain was semi and about two days earlier, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and to do what old men do at three o'clock in the morning. And then I started tweeting at like three thirty <laughs> okay this is enough of this nonsense take three days off and relax but it's really it's amazing how often i wanted to go tweet something and then said oh wait that's right i've given <laughs> myself a three-day ban i had to get judd to tweet one out for me because i hated the army navy uniform so much i said, <laughs> I said i'm boy boy I'm boycotting the Army Navy game because of these stupid uniforms that the Nike or whoever it is invented for them to wear. This is Army Navy. This is tradition. It's all about tradition. The only reason anybody watches these mutts is tradition. Then you got them out there in clown suits, both of them. It was uh, it was very disgusting to me, uh, and uh, I, I was very upset. But I that would have cost me my Twitter ban, so I had to get Judd to send that one out. But anyway, uh, that that was kind of it. That was kind of it. But it, it was. It was unfortunate that I did that because I did it at seven thirty-eight a.m. Friday, and then uh, and then the uh, Gopher Nation went crazy because of my PJ Fleck. Uh, uh, you call him on PJ and his extension, yeah? Put down, no, no, it was uh, not his extension. I was fine with his extension. I didn't care one way or another. It was because he said he'd done amazing things. Oh, and the, had done right. It 15 years the quote from the press and, release is what set you off that's right yeah yes i wasn't i wasn't even gonna right. have it but uh you know uh then he uh then he had to bring up that crap again and uh so i, I had to go off on him and it was it was pretty funny it wasn't that vicious but boy the uh the uh gopher uh gopher fans were uh the trouble that he discovered this bike is uh people People react to the reaction without ever reading what the, they, you know, they're 
you know, you got to go way back there, you know, to rip. No, he's the one who went way back there. Right. He's the one who set the timeline. 115 years. That's the reason there was a column. But of course, 80% of them don't read it. They just react. So that's yes. what well, I don't but. And you talked about the historical context of like NFL records right now, like 400 yeah. yards versus 300 yards. It's kind of the same thing. It's like you're you're comparing two different eras. If you didn't have an opportunity to win 11, 11 games, or nine. it's not it's not as the, it's not that impressive to it's not as impressive to go way back there and say we haven't done it in this many years because half of those years you couldn't have. You know, if they beat a bad Syracuse team, they will have won four straight bowl games, and we'll hear about that. Yeah, well, okay. Until 1974, Big Ten teams there could only go to one bowl game, the Rose Bowl. Okay, and then, and then for years and years, it was like okay, there was like ten of them or twelve of them, and then right. four. And now, and I didn't do the math this time, but in the last several years, sixty-five, not the COVID year, but the last several years, yeah, sixty-five percent of power five teams have gone to bowl games so it's statistically more difficult to miss a bowl than to make one so to so to end up you know trying to send out all this oh the bowl you know mason was doing that too they've they've only been the three goals and bowls in their history and now uh, he's been the six well yeah because he can't miss one if you want to and that was <laughs> right. that was when they were all you needed was to be that that was when you needed six and five. Anyway, all these all these attempts to uh he'll be the if he wins uh, Saturday, he'll be the uh first coach or whatever they play Syracuse, December 29th. Yeah. He'll first they'll have won nine games three out of the last four years, and so this will be the first ever. Well, so we should then say this is better than when Bernie Bierman won uh, four national championships with eight no records within a seven-year period, right? Okay, this is better. This is better. Okay, you know that uh, that's that's the one thing that uh, that that's what set me off. And uh, he's the guy that said 115 years. Just shut up and say, boy, we've done some good things around here. Yes. Yeah. He's got to put the 115 years in there, and that got me rolling. So it hey. did get you rolling. I, I yes. yeah, and I, I, one of that news when that news release came out, I read that quote, and I had similar feelings. Maybe not quite as strong, but I did have the similar, uh, the similar reaction to you. But you know the and the contract itself, right? That's just the price of doing business. I think Chip explained yeah. that pretty well. You know, I, I like the oh. fact they came up with the money for the defensive coordinator and and the offensive coordinator, but they. You know, you got to pay Rossi enough to keep him. He's been pretty damn good. Yes, their defense was the strength of their team again this year. So yes, it was, and it was. Uh, that's kind of been there. You know, I got to that twenty nineteen. They had kind of both those both sides of the ball rolling pretty well. But yeah, when they've been good these last two years, it's definitely been the defense that has uh, that has won them games more often than not. And here's the uh, bottom line: is they had the best personnel in the West this year, and they didn't win it. So. No, they didn't. And it's gonna, and it's only going to get harder yes. from here. It will never be as easy, never no. be as winnable as it was in 2022. Now you got Wisconsin, so Wisconsin's got a new coach. Nebraska's got a new coach. They got better, you know, Michigan State, Ohio, or Michigan, Ohio State. In a couple of years, you got UCLA, USC. Like it'll never be this easy. No, no, 
And uh, how about Jeff Brown? Was so excited about that Purdue. <laughs> yeah. West left. He went back to Louisville. So uh, I don't know who they're going to end up with uh, in Louisville. There's a the the off. I think the guy they want is the offense. Mockett was a 55 year old offensive coordinator at Georgia, uh, who's supposed to be a, a genius is who they want. But whether he'll leave Georgia for here, he probably makes more as a offensive defensive coordinator in Georgia. But anyway. Um, I was going to mention gopher basketball when we were talking about gopher football, just kind of thinking about the natural progression of those, uh, those seasons. And I watched probably I've watched at least the first half and a little bit of the second half against Mississippi state on Sunday night. And that's a, that's a good team, by the way, that's, they're still undefeated, but, uh, they got rid of Ben Howland, but they're, uh, but they're, uh, still, uh, they're pretty good, right? Yeah, they're good. Right, and they got a new guy now. So, but Gophers but, couldn't. But Gophers could barely get the ball across mid court on some of those possessions, and couldn't get into their offense. Like, just you know, they only scored fifty one for the whole game. But like, when it's that much of a struggle just to get shots in within the shot clock parameter, that that was it was just concerning to watch. I hadn't watched as much Gophers basketball so far this year as maybe I could have. But that game really stood out to me. Is like, man, that team's in trouble. I know it's still year two of. Ben uh-huh. Johnson, but they're nowhere near where they need to be right now. And I, they're worse than they were last year at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, and, uh, you know, last year, I've said this before, but last year, you, you had a bunch of guys from William and Mary and places like that, but they'd played, you know, they were 22, 23 years old. They're all grad, grad transfers or something. And, you could tell them to do something and they could at least attempt to do it. This, this is chaos. They, they can't get Jamison battle was Jamison battle was getting better shots last year with that collection than he is this year. Yes. Garcia has not been impressive. He was supposed to be this, you know, there's a reason he transferred three. This is his third school. And, uh, the freshmen just don't know what they're doing yet. And it's, it's bad, man. Uh, you look at the big 10, Nebraska is all of a sudden off the deck and and playing teams tough. They damn near beat the Purdue. They took Purdue to overtime and they won a couple other games. Uh, Northwestern is better. I don't know. They were four and sixteen last year, and they they aren't going to be any better than that this year. And Mike, we talk a lot about Gopher hockey attendance because of the Big Ten. The Big oh, Ten. Yeah. They're terrible. You know, I want to be playing Bemidji State. I don't want to have to play Michigan State. The old WCHA, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but go for basketball attendance has been horrible for years, too. Yes. I, we talk about it as though it's still a place that a ticket. Nobody goes. It's too damn expensive. It's too hard to work. And the product is terrible. And uh, they've been bad for a long time around here. And with occasionally pop up and have a few good games here and there in the year where they stumble into the tournament. But I believe that we added up the other day. There's that in 25 years since they went to the final four, I think they've won three tournament games. Right. Yeah, right. that sounds right. They've, they won. Yeah, Tubby won. won uh, Tubby won one. Um, Patino won one. Is that it's only one, one, then it's only two. I think I can't remember if Tubby won one or two, but uh, Tubby only won one. He was, he was, he got fired after he won his only turn. That's right. 
That's right. Had, Patino, yeah, Patino, I can't remember if they won one or two. I don't know. I don't know either, but, you know, two or three in 25 years. And the NCAA tournament, you got to finish in the top seven in the Big Ten to make the tournament, okay? So that's another place where the standards are so yes. distorted. You can go back when there was a 20, you know, there was until the early 70s, you had to win the Big Ten to go to the tournament, you know? You had to be the champion. So it's, uh, you know, and all these things, oh, all these historical references in in college sports have been really distorted. And that's why I went off on my, which was a that the, the Fleck column. That was a damn fine, funny column, by the way. I liked it. I enjoyed that's it. Shots in there. And, uh, and you, you read it before. I don't care if you think I'm a jackass and you couldn't stand it. But don't react to the reactions. Read the damn thing. Read okay? the thing. That's all I want. That's all I want. And then if you don't like it, I don't care. Gophers, um, two NCAA tournament wins. Uh, the one for uh, <laughs> then, Tubby, Tubby over UCLA in 2013 and uh, Patino over Louisville in 2019. They are, uh, they've, they've had five, five one and duns and uh, two advances and losing in the second round. You know that they've they've spiced up that rivalry between New Mexico and New Mexico State in basketball, because the one guy from New Mexico State shot the guys from New Mexico, and they've had to cancel two games. Have you read about that? No, geez, what? Had a, had a, yeah, they they lured this one guy. They had a fight at the New Mexico New Mexico State basketball game. Yeah, I heard about that. And not not basketball game, football game. Yeah, the football game. And, in involving students, right? And one of them was this guy, Mike Leak, who was a basketball player. And when they were in, they were playing, they were in Albuquerque, and this this co-ed calls, get contacts Leak through Facebook or something, and says, "Hey, come on over. We could we could get, you know, we could get happy here." And uh, you know, so he sneaks out. At, uh, of their hotel and five or six other guys sneak out too as it turned out but they basically ambush him when he comes up well he's got a gun and they got a gun he gets shot in the leg and he kills a guy Jeez. at three o'clock in the morning and they basically covered it up or tried to cover it up they got in the bus and headed out of town and canceled the games and uh and you know, the gun was in the possession of an assistant coach or something. Oh, geez. It's unbelievable. It's, uh, you know, and meanwhile, the killers down there, uh, Jer Jerry Killer, beating Valpo to become uh, become bowl eligible, uh, that New Mexico State team. You saw that New Mexico State team here. They're bowl eligible. Oh, man. What <laughs> bowl? Jeez. Motor City Bowl or whatever it is. So. Oh, man. Wow. The distorted, the distorted world of uh, of athletics, of of, uh, of football, uh, college football, and bowl games, and everything. Mike, when we go to a twelve-team playoff, what are we going to end up with for bowl game? Are we still going to have forty bowl games? I, no, I don't know. I hope not. I I don't know. I like the twelve-team idea, but uh, we don't need all these bowl games. We need more meaningful games. Hey, Patrick, really quick before we go, um, is, are we we're going to get a Correa signing this week? Because I'm kind of ready for that to happen. I mean, they, we had all the hey, had all the gonna... big contracts, the Judge and Trey Turner and Bogarts. Like all the the deck's been cleared. Let's go. 
Would you go three hundred fifty million for him? Or no, no. But but what else are you going to spend the money on? I mean, it's it's kind uh, of that catch twenty two. It's like they've I, got some money to spend. They don't get in on some of these big names all that often. So I, I get the logic of why they might be interested, but I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd go that no, much on yeah. on that. Problem. This guy Boris wants him to make more than the rest of them. They want yes. him. They want he wants him to make more than the rest of them. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. I, 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 I mean, he's, he's a good player, but to make him a 300 and some million dollar player, no, it's not because you're cheap. It's because you can't be idiots. You know, what, you, what, what else are you going to do? Uh, you know, but the, the, the spending right now is incredible. Even Rodon's going to get 28 million a year. Are you going to pay that for him? 25, 26, 27 million? No. He's not that good. He's uh, he's good. He's crafty, but he's a slop ball and lefty. And uh, I, I don't know. You gotta you gotta develop your starting pitching. That's their problem. They haven't done that. But I I can't go that high for Correa. Sorry. And then if they trade, if they don't get Correa, and then they trade a rise. Yes. They have some serious PR problems because uh, and some serious lineup problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And by the way, is okay. Well, where are we going to play a rise? Anywhere, you know, because you're going to end up having guys miss forty games anyway. So, uh, yes. you know, it's it's uh, you know they gotta they gotta operate on this on these uh, in the manner of Doc Rock's going to have everybody miss at least forty games. All right, we gotta we gotta just presume that nobody's going to play more than 120 games, right? They're, we're going to figure out a way not to have him play. They let Urschel go, which was stupid. You could have got him for nine, 10 million a year. And now they're going to trade a rise for pitching. Come on. He's, he's the only guy that gives you an at bat. They have no outfielders. They, uh, uh, you know, Buxton's going to play 80 games. You don't know if Kirillov's ever going to play again. They're, cutting they're shortening his arm that makes me a little serious upset and uh you know uh, i i don't know i can't i can't believe deep in his heart correa wants to come back here with no chance to win in uh the foreseeable future it makes no sense to me but yeah i don't know i don't know hundred and some million when he's not that popular with your fan base. That makes no sense to me either. But they aren't going to get him for less than 36 for eight. What's that come up to? That's almost 300. So, yeah, that would be what, uh, two, 288, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be 300 million for him. Come on. He's a good player, but, uh, you know, he, give, he gives, uh, you know, he gives good interviews after the game. I mean, He's smarter than the reporters. He gives them all this BS, and we all accept it because he's the only guy talking. But uh, I, I just don't see it. I do not believe he's going to sign here. I do yeah. not. I do not believe that deep in his heart he wants to be here. He wants to be somewhere where it's warm, where he's got a chance to win. Yeah, I mean, I just all what I want is a resolution. I and not like I'm on pins and needles, but I just feel like. I felt like once the judge, once judge signed, and once some of these other shortstops were signing, that we were going to have some resolution. And now we are, we're kind of into this, uh, you know, another week of wondering what's going to happen. And I, I think you're right. I think probably the Giants or the Cubs are going to snap them up because they can just spend more money, 
and Giants have made more sense from the beginning, but we'll we'll see. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm ready for it to be done. I, I want to know what's going to happen so they can get on with their lives and want to know what what the what the, what's the future, what's the direction here. Unfortunately, Mike Scott Forrest's world, uh-huh. and until he's drained every nickel he can out of the contending team, so there's a chance. As far as he's concerned, he doesn't care. He doesn't no. care. With- of February, he doesn't care. So as long as he gets his money, because how many times has he been told, "Boy, how could he turn down that deal? He'll never get that much money, and then he'll find some owner to sign him." Right. So, he's so, a beauty. Uh, he's a good. Yeah. He's good at what he does. He's good at what they he does. They didn't get judged, so uh, they're probably willing to pay a bunch more money. And and uh, you know, there was never a chance Judge was going to San Francisco. By the way, no. Not- those 15 pop fly home runs that he gets at Yankee Stadium. He's not he's not going from 60 to 45 because he's playing out there in the wind. Uh so anyway, he was that was a that was another agent pushing it as hard as he could, but never really what they they had a photo of him walking into the stadium to negotiate with the Giants or something. They did they did the whole they did the whole thing. Anyway, I did, I don't think Correa is going to end up here. And if you want a Correa decision, you're going to have to wait. So wait on Scott Boris. More more puns to come from him, I guess. All right. Well, good stuff as always, Patrick. We'll do this again next week. And by the way, what I went down to uh, check jersey prices. I was looking for <laughs> jersey yesterday. It's insanity. I you know the the grandkids. Yeah, they're going to have to settle for a hat. <laughs> Patrick, every, everything's expensive these days. Everything's yeah. expensive. I feel like Terry Ryan shopping for free agents. I'm like, I'm not going to pay those prices. What am I doing? Uh, yeah, we're going to. Uh, I think uh, they're now at an age. They're, they're young teenagers. Gift cards. Let Gift them cards. Wherever the hell they want to. But there's a limit. There's a limit to all, old, even grandpa. Grandpa's got his limits. Okay. Gift cards. It's like cash that you have to spend at a specific place. Well, you know, you, you can get these Visa cards. Now. Oh, yeah, that's even better. That's good. Yeah. And they can spend it anywhere. So. That's good. I like that. All right. All right, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.